Welcome to the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast, insight and training from leaders around our network. Here's your host, Ian Bird. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast. Actually, it's been a little while since we've had one, so uh, I'm, I'm encouraged to be able to present this to you. And actually, we're really worked on our quality, so hopefully the audio will be even better than in the past. And one thing we want to do with these LifeLinks Leadership Podcasts is kind of show you the hidden treasures of leadership wisdom within our network and and give you some tools and tips that are going to help you in your leadership. So that would be the goal. If you like this podcast, then I'd encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or Podbean and also to let people know about it through social media. Today, I'm really blessed to have Derek Robinson with me. He's the Director of Communications at Harvest City Ch- a Church in Regina. And uh, Derek, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me and great to be here. Oh, it's awesome to have you here. And I wondered if you could just briefly tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and and why you're someone who's now heavily involved in media and marketing. Sure. No, that sounds great. So I went to business school at the University of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon. And then after that, kind of my career developed into the world of politics. So uh, it's quite interesting. I spent the last decade in politics working for a political party and then eventually a premier. So I worked for the Premier of Saskatchewan, uh, Brad Wall, for about the last six and a half, seven years. And I was his chief of digital strategy. And so I got to um, operate and spend millions of dollars on advertising and do all sorts of interesting stuff at a national level with marketing and communications and social media and and had a a really fun time doing that. And what kind of happened was my uh, my guy, my leader, uh, retired. So Brad Wall retired from politics, and and then I decided to kind of go off my own and and start a business and also work at the church at the same time. So um, it's kind of an interesting progression of of my career, and I've felt very blessed to learn from some of the masters of marketing and communications and messaging at a very high level. And um, it's been great to bring it to churches and nonprofits and businesses uh, all across Western Canada now. Wow. Well, that's exciting. Well, when I thought of someone regarding this topic, I immediately thought of you. And I just want to mention to folks here that if uh, after our podcast, you want more information, last year at our LifeLinks uh, International Conference in Winnipeg, um, Derek spoke on social media and the church, and it was a wonderful session. So I'd encourage you as follow-up, you'd probably enjoy listening to that as well. So Derek, just to start off with, can you maybe briefly put in context what you're seeing today overall in the area of communications. Obviously, if you had, you've had vast experience both in, in politics and in the church world. What, what are you seeing in the area of communications? Well, I've heard people talk about this before, and I think it's totally true. And it's that we're going right now through the biggest communication shift in about 500 years. So basically, the way we interact with each other nowadays has dramatically shift, shifted. So when the printing press came about 500 years ago, it changed everything. We're now able to do mass communications at a level that was never before seen or before it was letter carriers and and it was just small handwritten things. Um, and it was it revolutionized things when the printing press came in. And nowadays we have the Internet, which has changed everything. And it's still changing how we do things seems to be changing every six months. And so now we have this ability to communicate to people on a person by person basis um, and also at a mass communications basis instantaneously from a cell phone or a computer. And I think it's actually a miracle. I think the internet is a marvel. And I think a lot of people 
take it for granted that we have this tool at our disposal. And most businesses and nonprofits and churches that I see, we don't use it fully in the way that we should be using it. And so um, I'm very passionate about this topic and talking about um, what is available on the internet. The, the tools are absolutely amazing. Marketers in the 1980s would have killed to be able to have what we have today. And it's just so exciting to see what's going on. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that, you know, I think you're right that in some ways us now being in this age, we can actually diminish the tools that, that we have in front of us and actually don't even realize what we have. And so I think it's good that we have people like you to remind us of what that looks like. So the age of social media, Facebook, we've got Twitter, we've got Instagram. Okay. All of that. Um, how does that fit into this picture uh, today? Like how big a part of our media world is that today? It's, I think it's a big part of our everyday lives when you think about it. Like uh, if you look at the stats, these are Canadian stats. So if there's LifeLinks churches around the world, the, the stats are actually fairly similar, but people are absolutely addicted to social media. So the Canadian stats look like this. So 84% of Canadians are on Facebook, which is basically everyone. Like, you know, in the world of politics, you know, majority is like 50% plus one. Um, 84% is like this wow. major majority that you can never <laughs> think about, right? So 84% of people are on Facebook. And then of that 84%, 80% of those people use it daily. And usually wow. people are looking at it five to 10 times a day, um, looking at their Facebook feeds. They People are even more getting their news from Facebook. Um, the media organizations are diminishing because there's all sorts of things going on and, and just everyone's doing things on social media and self-publishing. Um, so it's Facebook is the big one. And I think there's a big consolidation happening in the social media world where you have these really big players like Google and Facebook and YouTube really taking over um, and they're buying up all the little ones. So um, Instagram is another big one that's out there right now that um, your millennials and your Gen Xers are really active on. Um, and so what happened is once Instagram started rising up, Facebook bought them. So now Facebook became massive and um, Snapchat was rising up. So that was um, basically Instagram then started to try to duplicate what Snapchat was doing, kind of killed Snapchat a lot, even though they're still there. And with um with YouTube, YouTube started rising up. Well, Google bought them. So Google <laughs> kind of owns search, they own video, all these things. So you see these massive um, companies that are, they just keep getting bigger and they're going to be hard to actually slow down. People think, oh, Facebook's going to go away. Well, I don't know. They'll just keep buying other people and they're always going to have um, a reason for people to stay connected to them. And so there, people are on this stuff all the time. And why I think it's so important is because it has people's attention. Wow. You know, in marketing, we say the most important commodity that somebody has is your attention. And so these platforms are capturing everyone's attention all the time. You know, people's people are still consuming the same amount of um, media that they always have, but they're doing it in a different way or they're actually consuming more media. So uh, people aren't watching TV as much anymore. They don't hardly ever read newspapers anymore. The six o'clock news. I don't know. I don't actually personally know anyone that watches six o'clock news anymore. Where 20 years ago, it would be like, you know, 80 percent of people that you would know would watch this. That's true. News. Absolutely. So, like everything we have is just dramatically shifted and we have to shift with it as churches, as businesses to make sure that we're keeping up and capturing people's attention for the kingdom of God and, and getting our voice in there rather than somebody else's. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like you said, I mean, those numbers are, there are astounding. The, the usage, 80% people on Facebook, unbelievable. So people are really into social media. So 
what is that? Why does that matter to the church? I mean, I think sometimes the church, we always have this tension, you know, between, uh, you know, be in the world and not of it. And so don't get too consumed with media. Uh, be careful. And, and we get that. But yet, um, you know, on the other hand, why does this matter to the church? And how can this be kind of harnessed by us on a week in and week out basis? Well, I think if you look at it this way, so if you're a church, usually you have a 90 minute service on a Sunday and, you know, maybe someone's in a life group, that type of thing. So really, you know, they're at life group for, for maybe a couple hours a week. They're maybe, uh, if people actually go to life group um, and then, you know, they're at church for 90 minutes. So really you're capturing their attention for, you know, two to three hours a week, two to four hours a week, maybe. And, you know, you look at the church stats of people that are actually attending church. Well, most of your church members only attend once a month. So you're, you're rarely ever reaching them. So my thing is, if we want to get attention uh, of the people of our church or the unchurched, well, we have to go to where their attention is. And their yeah. attention is on social media and the internet. So we have to be savvy about these things. We can't just say, oh, you know, there's bad stuff going on there, so we shouldn't be involved. I think that's just, that's just small thinking. And right. we have to realize that it's not like, you know, going witnessing in a bar. It's, <laughs> it's not like that. It's, this is where people's attention are everyday people all it's the time. True. And we need to go in there and we should own those markets rather than letting other people own them and, and actually talk about values and biblical things in a way that's going to be attractive to people on these channels. Yeah, no, that makes that makes total sense. If you you know, if we look back over history, Christians always use the media or the means of the day, yeah. and we were never meant to ignore it or to be uh, naive. We're meant to harness you know the the tools that are available to us. So, with that in mind, um, what are some of the keys to effectively using social media? You've got probably in the audience, you got a, a number of people. There's churches that are already doing this. They're already on social media. There might be others that are like, you know, we really haven't pushed in at all yet. So what are some keys to doing this? What what can we do maybe in some simple steps to start with? Well, I think for any church, the first thing you have to do is have a great website. I think that is number one. If um, the, like, there's a lot of stats around this, but I'll just give you the stats kind of for our church. But we kind of find about 50% of the people that come to our church for newcomers are coming just because of the website. Because they, they go to Google, they search you, they're looking for a church. They're either, they're either you know, new to the city and looking for something or they're just seeking and they're like, oh, okay, you know, I, I feel like I should go to church sometime. You know, God may be leading them in some direction. And so you want to have a website that's going to be attractive to them, that's going to tell you who you are. And you can look at your analytics on your, on your website to figure out, okay, where are these people going? What do they actually want? So I did that for the Harvest City page. And what we found was people want to know, um, who your team is. So, you know, who's, who's the pastor? Um, what are you all about? What, like, what are your values? What do you believe in? What's a, a Sunday morning like? Um, and then they want to watch a sermon. They want to watch something recently that you've done. So for Harvest City, we've actually changed it up so that um, we actually have two websites now, which is kind of interesting. And two websites. We have two websites. So we have one, we have uh, harvestcity.ca, which is, we call it basically the poster for our church. So this is, the page for newcomers essentially and so it's it's designed with them in mind so those kind of things that i talked about having we have those things up front and personal so we have you know our new slogan and, and some of our messaging about who we are and what we're all about and what we're offering to people when they come to church and then we have you know sermons and our team and what to expect on a sunday morning right off the top um, and then we also have links below that will be for our congregation and 
um, our church members. So anyone that walks through the doors, we actually try to send them to a separate, um, we call it our connect site or our next step site, where once they actually get into the building, we want them to take a next step in their journey of faith. So uh, we send them to harvestconnect.ca. All of our announcements point to that. And it's a, you know, once you have a bigger church and you start growing, you start to get pretty complicated. You have a lot of ministries, you have a lot of events going on, and you almost kind of need a separate site to manage those things. Otherwise, your your main website's going to get so confused and muddled with too much stuff going on and your message to newcomers starts to get lost and it's not clear mm-hmm. anymore. So, um, so we're, we're trying that it's, it's, um, we just launched it recently. And so the congregation is getting used to it, but I think they get, okay, this is really important to, uh, make sure we have new people always coming into our church and we are, um, we're speaking to, to people that are, that are lost and we want them to, um, take the next step in their journey of faith. Wow. Well, so so two websites. Well, that makes sense, though. One one more of a face of the church and the other more the internal workings. Correct. Now, do you um, I'm going to mention this to to viewers, viewers, to those listening. We're not doing we're not doing video yet. Maybe not eventually. Yet. But yeah, in the future, yeah. Um, you, you would be good for video. I'm not so sure about me, to be honest, Derek. But anyway, um, so what I'm wondering about, though, is we, we use a, a platform called Nucleus. And I think yes. you guys do, too. We do. Correct? Yeah. We yeah, use that for I, our Connect site. Yeah. Okay. So those are two of them. And I just thought I'd throw those out there for for our listeners because sometimes we wonder, well, what are some good uh, cost-effective ways? And I know here at our church, we use Nucleus as well. And yep. we found it to be a, a very simple tool to establishing a website, but also cost-effective. So just, just a thought for that. Yep. So, um, yeah. So what else can you tell us about about social media and and kind of getting that presence going? So, yeah, like the first step is a really good website. I think that's you know fundamental. And then the next step is you got to have a Facebook business page. If you don't have a Facebook pay, business page, go and get one right now. It is not difficult. Google, you know, create Facebook business page or create Facebook fan page and get that started. So most churches will have that already. And I, I think once you have that going, it's time to get active on it. It's time to get in a rhythm of content creation. I, I kind of say this to um, business clients and I kind of preach this to um, nonprofits as well, is that in this day and age, since the communications have shifted so much, all companies should be media companies. All nonprofits should be media companies. And what I mean by that is in the past, it was only a certain small group of of organizations that could publish content. And now everybody can publish content. And if you're not publishing a large amount of content, well, you're missing a huge opportunity there. And churches are the perfect venue to be able to publish content because you're producing it all the time anyway. So you always have an event. Every Sunday, you have an event that you can talk about. At that event, you do a lot of things. You have you do photos, you do videos, you do live things going on there. Um, so there's always constantly a event going on. You're always doing teaching and ministry in your church in some way, shape or form. So why don't you put some of this stuff on the internet and start publishing it, being a media company? So if you take a look at a, a general news organization, news organization, then we'll take global or CTV or whatever, they're constantly pumping out content, daily content, usually, you know, for a media company, it's like every, you know, 30 minutes, they're pumping out something new. But as a church, it's time to start thinking, okay, could we realistically publish two to four pieces of content a week? If you're not doing that, that should be a goal for you. And that's, you know, Harvest City, we're just kind of getting going on this. Um, and that's sort of our goal is like two to four pieces of content a week. So for us, what? Um, yes, examples, that would be good. Yeah. So for us, what we try to do is 
Um, on Sunday morning, we, we live stream the service. So we've set that up and that works really good. People love that. And so after the live stream, uh, or sorry, during the service, we're also doing, you know, different things that are happening during the service, you know, really cool quote. We'll do a photo with a quote. Um, we'll do Instagram stories, which also now link to Facebook stories. So that's kind of a cool way to engage, engage your Instagram followers. And then, so after the Sunday, so that's kind of the stuff we do, we'll do on a Sunday morning. And then after um, after the Sunday morning, then during the week, you can post a short clip of your sermon. So you can post the whole sermon if you want. We don't have to because it's live streamed and people usually don't watch a 30 minute sermon. But if you condense it down to a minute, um, kind of the best part of your sermon, people will watch that and they'll share that. So the most impactful thing out of that um, sermon in a minute, try to put that on Facebook and try to make it really interesting with some good copy. So that's one way of doing it. Um, and then the next thing we try to always do is, you know, promote an event um, throughout the week, what's going on in the church, and then also promoting your next sermon. So letting people know what's coming up, who's speaking, give a promo for it, get people excited about it, especially if you have something special going on at the church, make sure to talk about that. And so what we usually do is on like a Thursday. So like yesterday, uh, Pastor Dave Wells, who a lot of people in LifeLinks will know, he's speaking this Sunday. So I just... I, I called him up and I said, hey, can I do a quick sermon promo with you? I took a camera into his office and I said, can you just say into the camera, hey, it's Dave Wells, uh, this Sunday coming up, I'm speaking, this is what I'm talking about, this is why you should come, it's going to be exciting for these reasons, you know, let's see you there, we have services at 925 and 1125. Boom, done. So, the, so those are some basic pieces of content that you can do. But what, I, what I'm trying to get to as a, as a church, as, from Harvest City's perspective, is taking it to the next level. So I think that's sort of the bare minimum that a church should do. Um, but what I think is really important is since you only have someone's attention at church for, you know, 90 minutes a week, and in a sermon you can only, you know, Ian, you've preached a lot of sermons, you know that you can only get so much done in 30 minutes. That's right. Absolutely. And so how do you supplement that teaching for someone? Otherwise, you know, to really get something in someone's brain, it's going to take, you know, two months of the same sermon series. Well, why can't you do some of that sermon series through a video podcast or an audio podcast or just a live video on Facebook? And so what, we, what we're doing at Harvest City Church is actually we've, uh, we're building a studio right now and it's almost finished. And so we're going to do supplementary content um, after the sermons each week. So if we're doing a sermon on, let's say, transformation or hope or something like that, we'll get into, you know, part of the message on Sunday. And then during the week, we'll say, um, we'll, we'll produce a 20-minute video podcast, for example, talking about some, you know, something related to that message that you just wanted to do a deeper dive into. Wow. And then the life groups can use that That's for great. some of their content. And then it gives some of your people in your church an opportunity to speak because not everybody can speak on a Sunday morning, but they're great teachers. So why not have them do a video podcast? You put it up on YouTube, you put it on Facebook, you talk about it on Instagram and stories. And then all of a sudden, boom, you have some great pieces of content and supplements um, what you do on a Sunday morning and it keeps your church engaged. And wow, that's amazing. You. So those that are really good. a yeah. few different examples of what you could do. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. No, I, these are these are good ideas, um, you know, to to get people moving forward. Is there any other thoughts you have for us? Just to yeah, encourage. So, yeah. So the other thing that I thought was interesting is we've been doing these sermon promos for a while, and sometimes you know I'll just you know Joel Wells is our pastor, so sometimes I'll just go into his office and do a quick Facebook live with him talking about it, just you know handheld. It's like, hey, I'm with Joel Wells in his office. Uh, he's he's talking about this this Sunday. Joel, can you tell us a bit about that? So that's like one way of doing it. Sometimes I'll just make a graphic, um, a tool like Canva is uh, C A N V A dot com is a great tool to make graphic design or designs 
um, with kind of a professional graphic design program for free. It's really fantastic. Wow, and as a church, great. actually, you can apply for their nonprofit status and you can get all their premium stuff for free. So wow. churches should be aware of that. So that's, that's um, excellent. So that's a great resource, Canva. But anyway, so um, we've been doing this for a while and it's interesting what happens when we just do a quick sermon promo. So um, I posted this one graphic one time. It was, it was Joel was doing a message called Get Transformed. And, it, you know, the copy that I put with the Facebook post was, is transformation in my life even possible? The answer is 100% yes, but you need a prompt, proper foundation. You know, Pastor Joel is going to tell you about that this Sunday. So pretty simple. And then Joel actually shared this Facebook post on his own personal profile. And he said this, he said, what does foot spray have to do with transformation? <laughs> Come this Sunday and find out I've got a story for you. Awesome. So kind of this, hey, you know, it's kind of this hook, this kind of interesting thing. It's like, oh, what is he actually talking about? And <laughs> and so what he has a really cool story about this is that he, coach Joel coaches basketball. He coaches um, a girl's team and his daughter's on this team. And one of the moms who Joel's been friends with for years, all of a sudden saw this Facebook post and decided to come to church for the first time ever out of nowhere. And because she was intrigued by foot spray? Yeah, and that was her thing. She's like, I, and Joel was like, hey, what are you doing here? And she said, well, what's this thing about foot spray? I wanted to hear the story. <laughs> That's good. And so she comes to church and she gets saved <laughs> out of the blue. And so, you know, it's, he was like, I can't even believe this happened. Like, this is just such a weird thing, right? And I had a similar experience recently where um, we did a sermon promo and I just kind of shared it on my personal Facebook page. And I said, hey, if anybody wants to come, like, you know, I sit here at church on Sunday, um, you know, come find me in this area and, you know, happy to hang out with you at church on Sunday. So, you know, a pretty light ask. And then someone just messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, I'm thinking about coming. Like, what's this whole thing about? And then he came and, and we had a really good um, he had a really good time and then we went for lunch and so it's fantastic, right? Wow. Um, and so we, amazing. and we're getting more and more stories about that by just doing basic sermon promos, but it's actually interesting. I've heard this in Lifelinks churches that people don't want to do sermon promos because they're afraid if the lead pastor isn't speaking, it's going to lead to less church attendance. And, you know, I've, I've kind of balked at these people a little bit and said, you guys, this, that's small church thinking. Yeah, that's true. I and agree with you. We have to always be constantly promoting our people, whether they're the it's lead good. pastor or not, and getting ourselves out there, getting attention. I like that. Just getting, you know, your church, your things in people's minds because people are distracted. They have a million things going on nowadays. It's really hard to capture their attention during the week. So the more you can be consistent with your content, getting stuff out there, you get in people's brains, they're going to want to come to church. They're going to want to invite, especially if you, you know, you have a really cool looking graphic and you have a really like awesome kind of series. that's going to be, um, valuable for people. It's like, Hey, you know, come on, check this out. You, like, you don't have to be like, Oh my goodness, I'm going to try to get you saved. Just, just like share it on your Facebook page. Hey, does anybody want to come? <laughs> yeah, you know? well, that's right. Well, no, I, I, you know, I used to be in marketing. I used to actually sell television advertising and I, I had a print media publication myself. And one of the things you said about consistency, and I'm curious now what they're saying about frequency at the, in the day, they, they used to tell us that you, you, people needed to see something at least nine times before they would start to even respond. You know, sometimes we think, oh, they saw that one announcement or, you know, they, they heard that one thing, they're going to respond. But, um, but generally it takes more than that. It takes that consistent message. What are the stats now? Can you tell me that? Is there, are there latest stats on how many impressions people need to see before they're going to actually do something? Well, in marketing, there's kind of the rule of seven and, and, it's kind of like, yeah, it's people, you had the number nine, but it kind of varies. So it's the, the rule of seven is people have to see something seven times before they'll ever take action. 
And sometimes it's seven, sometimes it's 20. It totally depends, but seven is a pretty good number. That's almost like a minimum, right? So, um, you know, with, when I do Facebook advertising, there's actually a a stat that'll show you it's called frequency and it'll tell you how often your ad is being shown to the average person. Wow. And so if I find if if I have a frequency that is, you know, a three or a four, um, I'm going to put some more ad dollars behind that because that's not quite enough. And Mm. so, yeah, for church leaders, you know, if if you say, okay, well, we put this in the announcements and obviously people are going to come out to this event. No, Um, no, most people don't come to your church every Sunday. No, that's that's a big problem. And then people don't remember stuff because they're busy. They have lives. And so I know that thing's really important to you, but to them, they don't, they kind of care about it, but they don't really care, but it could transform their life, but you have to communicate it to them. So you know, in, in politics, we always kind of said this when we're talking about messaging, it's like, if you always try to have one message stick to the, to the same message, and that's a whole nother talk. But um, basically, if you weren't communicating your message until you were so sick of talking about it, it hadn't got through to anyone. So until you're sick and tired of talking about whatever <laughs> the thing is you're communicating, it's not getting through to people. So that, that's just kind of a good litmus test for your, for people um, when they're thinking about, have I communicated this enough yet? Um, are you sick of talking about it? No. Well then talk about it some more. And then, well, and, yeah, no, that's really good. And just to, to interject, I think sometimes the other problem for us as leaders is it's so clear to us, you know, like I, I, yeah. I work on this every day. I'm thinking about church every day. I'm thinking about what, what our church is doing every day. Well, the average person isn't in the place that I'm in. They're not thinking about the church every day. They're yeah. not thinking about what we're doing every day. And because they've, got other things they're doing. And so, you know, we've got to make it easier for them. And and in some ways, that would be my perspective, easier for them to be able to remember and able to track with what we're doing. And I think that's what you're yeah. talking about. So, no, this is this is really excellent, uh, Derek, like practical stuff. Um, is there any other resources? Uh, do you have a blog or do you have any place that if people want more information, they can go to? The best place I found is Pro Church Tools Daily. And it's a guy named Brady Shear, and he actually the, his product is Nucleus, Nucleus, yes. the the website uh, template solution for churches, and he okay. does a daily podcast and wow. um, a daily kind of video. I guess it's a podcast on a video podcast, and they have so many good resources on there. I actually use a lot of his church material uh, for businesses as well because it's so well done. And so, you know, I, I have some stuff, but I would point you towards Pro Church Tools Daily. He's just got fantastic stuff, great ideas all the time. Um, go to his website, look look at some of the old stuff. The new stuff's great too. Um, and so that would be a key thing. And one thing I also want to mention to, to churches too, because um, we don't think about this all the time, is are you actually spending any money on advertising? That's a good point. And, you know, because you know, we, we want our churches to grow, we want them to prosper, we want to reach the loss, but how do people know about you unless you're, you're reaching them somehow? Unless you're getting your name out there, unless you're communicating what is available for people, they don't know what they don't know. And, and you know, it, it, our church members hardly know what we're doing half the time. So how are people in the community going to know? That's right. That's and, good point. and so like one of the stats I have that I think is really important is Facebook advertising is starting to get more expensive, but it's still so incredibly cheap. So to reach a thousand people on Facebook, it's called in digital marketing, it's called uh, CPM, um, cost per thousand, which doesn't make any sense with the acronym. So just ignore that. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's between three and eight dollars. That's what it takes to reach a thousand people instantly from a computer or a phone on Facebook and Instagram. That's amazing. 
So for five yes, bucks, roughly, I can reach a thousand people. So yes. some of these sermon promos, I'll put money behind them. So I'll put, you know, 125 bucks, something like that behind, uh, you know, and, and kind of boost it to my local area. And I have interest-based targeting. And we've had lots of people come to church because of that. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, churches, a lot of times will spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on equipment and staff and all these things. And those are all good things that are important, but it's like, are we actually spending any money on advertising? And I'm sort of yeah, preaching to myself because no, it's good. at Harvest City right now, I've kind of been convicted that, you know, I'm not pushing enough to spend more on advertising. You know, we've done a little bit, but I'm like, well, we have, we still have room in our church. Like our church is growing and we're breaking attendance records or whatever, but there's still room in the church. We could hold another service if we needed to. Right. So I'm like, why don't we try to keep growing? Why don't we just keep trying to reach the lost? And a lot of times we're just so focused on what we're doing inside the church. We're not actually trying to communicate out what is available for people. And most of the churches in Lifelinks listening to this, you have a great church and a great message to communicate to people you got to get it to them though most most of the time they're not just going to magically show up at church the holy spirit will lead people and that's part of it but god gave us a brain and he gave us the ability to think <laughs> and analyze and do things smart and use the tools available to us so i say let's use them as much as humanly possible and keep growing our church growing our influence and use spend money on advertising social media traditional i'm a big fan of billboards actually billboards are um, attention that people think is not as good anymore because social media is rising up. Well, if you pair a billboard campaign with a with a social media campaign, it's really effective because mm -hmm. people will notice your social media stuff more if there's a billboard that reminds them of it because it builds trust for that social media ad. Fantastic. So good, interesting good. stuff there that I could talk more about, but that's probably enough. Uh, on that for today. <laughs> well, it's fantastic. I mean, honestly, Derek, this is really excellent material and concepts and ideas. And I think for all of us, we're stirred. I know we're stirred. We, we're definitely looking at, uh, we've enhanced our budget for this year ourselves, because again, recognizing kind of what you say, you know, we, we all work hard to produce a product, but if people don't know it's there, then, then how, how do they grow? How do they come in and how do we grow? So really good stuff. I wondered what we usually do at the end of our podcast is have our guests pray for us just that God would, would help us and with the material presented and help us take the next steps. Would you do that for, for our listeners? Oh, I'd be happy to. Super. All right. Well, God, we just want to thank you for all the LifeLinks leaders listening right now, Lord. And we just pray that you inspire us, God, to communicate in ways that we've never even thought before. There's really no limit to what you can do, God, and there's um, no limit to the amount of tools that are available to us nowadays to reach people. And so give us creative ideas. Give us new strategies, God. Give us wisdom in this area to communicate great messages that's going to build the church and it's going to build individuals within the church so that we can continue to advance your kingdom, God. So we just want to pray that uh, we all get smarter in this area, that we all um, use each other as iron sharpens iron, God, that we would use the resources within LifeLinks to to grow the, the network and our churches, Lord, and the way you want to do it. And we just want to thank you, God, for the opportunity to be able to communicate these great messages to people and to get your message in front of the lost, God. So we thank you for all you do for us and for bringing us together today. And we pray for Ian and his great role here that he's um, coordinating this. Just bless him, God, and inspire him to continue reaching out to all of our leaders in the network. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Derek. Thanks again for being a guest. And thank okay. you to all of you who uh, joined us today. We really appreciate your time. And I want to encourage you again, if you like this podcast, please subscribe on 
Podbean or iTunes, and you'll be getting a regular notification when the new one comes out. And also let your friends know on social media. We just talked about that. Uh, make sure you're letting others know because we really want to get the word out. We really want to help people. And the content today was excellent, and we want to continue to provide that. So, again, thank you, Derek. God bless you and your efforts at Harvest City and beyond. And God bless everyone listening. We will be talking to you again soon. Thank you for joining us for the Lifelinks Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at lifelinks.org.